Talk Live. 855-453. That's the SACL toll-free call in line. 855-450-3733. You can call in, talk about anything you want to talk about here on the live Free Talk Live airwaves. Um, that's right. 855-450-3733. You may notice that our normal first chair host, Ian, is... Well, he's not talking to the microphone like now, like he usually is. So it, you've got the second chair guy, me, Mark. And Michelle. That's right, Michelle. Cruising on into the studio here. I had to be blowing kisses to Derek J., who's walking down the street and catching up with the story of a demo from Kate. I mean, there was, I was conducting business out there. <laughs> <laughs> You can call in at 855-450-3733. But we do bring things to talk about here on Free Talk Live. And uh, one of those... I have something to talk about. Excellent. What's that? (sighs) The drug war. (laughs) The Marines have now gone down uh, as of yesterday and are actually assuming um, full-on warfare... Where? Position. Down near Guadalajara. Guatemala. Excuse me. In Mexico? Yes. So they're fighting the drug cartel drug people. Cartels. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know, I don't really like the drug cartels' chances against the Marines, but uh, I wouldn't be so sure. They have, they do have numbers, <laughs> you know. Yep, absolutely. But um, I think. Well, I laughed. I shouldn't have laughed because you know uh, there were you know forty people who were tossed out into the streets uh, last week and beheaded. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of torture going on down there. I have a friend who's a doctor. Sure. And um, so he's telling me about some of the things that he sees. But you know, all of this could not all of it, I suppose, but um, a lot of it could be resolved by decriminalizing drugs. I think a great deal of it. I mean, usually criminal gangs work in the area of vice. They sell, you know, they, they either run numbers. Well, pretty much uh, Lotto is uh, legal in all 50 states at this point. They uh, So it's the government, though, that is yes. behind that. <laughs> One of those criminal gangs. Um, so, you know, there's also uh, prostitution. Certainly, it, it just doesn't seem like the criminal gangs are as uh, thoroughly into prostitution as uh as they could be, because, you know, the the fact is with uh, Craigslist and things like that out there that... Uh, you can be your own pimp. Yeah, women, um, so women and pretty much women are the uh, prostitutes out there. There are very few female customers of prostitutes. Which, can I just mention something? Yeah. You know, I I have never said I would never be a prostitute because, quite frankly, I mean, I think it's really honorable trade doesn't hurt anyone you provide a service people walk away satisfied you know but but I've been a wife and uh I wasn't working I you know I took care of the kids and things like that but there were times when um I wasn't taking care of my children and I certainly was you know doing things that a hooker would do. <laughs> and, so you felt like there was some quid pro quo going on? Is that what sure, you're saying? Sure, sure. Because, I mean, you know, especially like when I was pregnant or nursing or I had little kids running around, you know, making, I wasn't always feeling so sexy. But um, yeah, I thought that, that was part of my uh, my duties as a wife, you know? And so, so, yeah, I definitely did some negotiating, you know, so that I would schedule myself and my life and, and attend to things that were particular to the interests and desires of my husband and i was rewarded <laughs> you know that's I, I i you know 
It's 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 a different situation, wife and prostitute, no doubt. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm there, talking there about the exchange of, of of services, though, for compensation, and you know the idea that so many women, you know, get on their high horse and say, "Oh yeah, I won't be caught giving a blowjob for a hundred bucks." Hmm. Because they wouldn't do it for so little. <laughs> Is that the reason? <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't know. The, the fact is, uh, you know, I find in my relationship, my wife is worth far more than I could, you know, like she's, she's, uh, she brings uh, value into the relationship yes. as opposed to removing value from the relationship. But I've been in relationships with women where I felt like they were removing value from the relationship. Well, okay, so hold on a second. We're talking about something different. Let's just, I don't know how often you have sex, okay. Laura, and let's just say that, you know, for the sake of this discussion, that it's, it's often the, enough. That it's the, well, no, let's say for the sake of the discussion okay. that it's the national average. All right, and that is? I believe twice a month. All right, national average twice a month? Given, given how long you've been married and that you have a young child and your age. All right. I can't, I'm not certain, but that's what I was told recently. In fact, I was told I'm that looking a it up month right ago. now. Okay, cool. But let's, uh, say, let's take two. That's fine by me. Okay, let's, or let's say twice a week. Let's, okay. say, let's say the average is twice a week. And All so right. you have sex the average twice a week. Okay. Um. If you could, I can't believe we're having this conversation. Oh my gosh. Okay. So if your wife would be willing to have sex with you twice a day or five times a week or seven times a week. More often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Then, or vice versa, maybe she wants it more than you, you know, what have you. Would you be willing to trade to accommodate that? I don't know what trade I'd have to make, but I've certainly made the trades uh, in order to... Look, she's told me in the past that you never look sexier than when you're washing dishes. <laughs> and, All right. you know, I mean, it's pretty obvious what that means, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Whoa, she one on over here's, you. Here's something from, from marriage. Not like out hauling rocks or anything, <laughs> you know? Uh, well, yeah, she seems to get a, a real voyeuristic pleasure out of watching males uh, do pointless yard work. There's no doubt. Uh, but... <laughs> That, that, this was the specific statement that she made. Uh, there is a, there Ian a is really here. missing out. <laughs> there's, a, there's a number here that says uh, married couples make love. Uh, I'm not sure if that excludes sex or not. Uh, 98 times per year is the uh, so that's you know a little less than uh, twice a week, Nine, slightly less yeah. than twice, twice a week. So um, now, by the way, it's really it's impossible to have you on the air and not discuss sex. I mean, <laughs> it's been you and I on the air for fewer than 10 minutes now. <laughs> Off you go. Ian's getting on now. You know, well, we, I mean, it was such a serious thing we started with, with the whole military, yes. you know, Marines going down and people getting their heads cut off. I just, I needed to warm up. A little. I needed some foreplay before we got into three hours of heavy hitting, serious, dramatic do, people dying. Do you dying. have the story with the Marines? Um, going I down? do. Okay, well, uh, pull that baby up. But I've got, until then, and I do have a story that I, I brought for show prep. Um, and I, I, by the way, the if, if you want to call in on the national average of uh, sex uh, 98 times per year. I think that's a lie. Consider that. Do you think that it is high or low? Um, well, while I, was, while I was in California, I talked to a bunch of friends from college and, and um, family friends who've you know been married for every, from like 8 to 30 years. Okay. And um, the, the ones that have been married for 30 years, they've been going at it like... Five days a week since they were teenagers and they're still doing it. Okay. Um, but the ones who have been married like 20 or in less years, mm-hmm. um, like once a month. You don't think that's uh, 
You, no. you think the ones that uh, have and they're sex healthy less. and they have like they have productive lives and they don't have you know someone's not dying where there's you know something so serious going on in your life that you just I uh, can't think about it. These are just they have you know whatever and once a month. Mm. Yeah. Is they the pick a particular day or? Uh... <laughs> I should have asked that, but <laughs> um, but the funny and the funny thing is is as uh, the women don't want to perform oral. Sex. I see. Well, that uh, might be one of the reasons that uh, things aren't going so well. As I understand, sex is the second uh, most uh, numerous reason why people, why marriages break up. Mar- money's that number money. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, money. Money is important, you know, and it's certainly. It's, right. And so if you were willing to prostitute yourself with your spouse, whether you were the man or the woman, that might take care of the money and the sex. Well, I mean, you know, I think that there's also there's there's all kinds of things that one can do to make one's so relationship go better. <laughs> but I think that uh, you know, if the relationship is going well, the sex should be following, right? Yeah, unless you don't have a very high uh, sexual appetite and you're happy only doing it once a month. If you don't have a very high sexual appetite, then that's something that you need to take into consideration, and you and that your partner unlikely has the same sexual appetite as you. So you know, if you if you believe that you're going to have a healthy and and uh, you know productive marriage and have sex once a month, you're probably wrong. Right. Like it's just not gonna. That's just not gonna happen. Right. And gonna and ladies, put out for your man. Oh God. <laughs> Men wash the dishes. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. It's Mark with you. Michelle. Free and talk Ian's live. gonna come too. Eight five five four five zero three seven three three. is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. Free Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we give to you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. And those features include our webcam. You can watch, you can listen at the same time, and also interact. Michelle is waving uh, to the webcam. And you can do that all over at cam.freetalklive.com. When I say interact, I mean that's because the chat room's built into the same page, so you can interact with other Free Talk Live listeners while you are enjoying the program. All of it is free, unlike a lot of those other talk show hosts that charge you for accessing their sites. They put things like webcams behind a paywall. You get it for free at freetalklive.com, so do enjoy that. As we continue here, we will take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind, and also still to come here Tonight, red light cameras. Somebody in government has finally admitted the truth about them. We'll go to Jeremy first, though, in Philly. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. 
Hi. Um, this converse, uh, the conversation between uh, Mark and um, the uh, other hosts. Michelle. Who, who was it again? I'm sorry. Uh, Michelle, um, well, I, I wanted to make a comment about the story you guys were covering yesterday about the Google contractors who were uh, they were moderating for Google, and I wanted to comment on that. But this conversation about men or women, I just had a, a point I wanted to make about that. I'm sure. actually reading a very I'm reading a very uh, interesting book uh, about the same topic, and the author of the book has put out the book for free. You could download it for for uh, free. It's called The Principles That Govern Social Interaction. And as a liberty-minded person, it was a bit hard for me to read the book because it goes deeply into men and women. And it, the, the book essentially says that women are attracted to men who exercise just authority and leadership, and ba uh, basically men who bring order to their personal lives and interactions. And who's, that hold on just a second. Before you, go on, before you go on, who's or, order to whose personal life? Uh, the men's or the women's? The men bringing order to the women's personal life and the... Okay. I love it. Males, <laughs> it uh, it uh, argues that males have a higher mental capacity for logic and greater physical strength, but that women are more emotional and nurturing. But the author says that when the male gender role is undermined by a female who wants to challenge or compete with that male authority, that the attraction lessens, and then eventually you have sex being used as a bartering tool or as a weapon, and then you have the arguments. But the author says that the proper relationship is an authoritative male or, you know, the protector, the provider, using logic and his uh, moral principle, and, this, and the submissive female who, in return, gives some care, that it's symbiotic, yep. that one is not, you know, one's not better or, or lesser that they work to, to, together. But it's interesting because the author argues the strict adherence to those gender roles, the, uh, they call them functional gender roles. And, of course, as a free person, you don't, you know, you 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 don't have to subscribe to a gender role if you don't want to. You're you're no, but you get to if you do paid. want to, though. Right. I'm sorry. You get to if you do want to, right? Sure. Well, if yeah. you find if you find a, a consenting female who who, who uh, enjoys it or agrees with it or it, it works between you 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 two, I I, I, guess, I guess it's fine. I'm all for it, absolutely, one hundred percent. I, I just love have, having you in the kitchen, Michelle. I just I love to be in the kitchen. Well, I love to be in the kitchen, and I. But well, hold on, Michelle. Uh -huh. Just because that works for you, my question would be this: Is that the right way to do things, or is it just whoa, what whoa, works whoa, for whoa, you? whoa? Why is it that whenever libertarians start talking about a few different subjects and sexual roles mm -hmm. and 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 relationships is one of them, the there this denial of liberty is so evident to say to suggest that if it's if I'm saying it's correct for me, then you make it sound like it has just to be correct asking, for everyone. Just asking whether it's right for you or not, because I can tell you that that's, uh, you know, it's it's not really how it goes in my house. Uh, you know, I'm I not... totally dig it. I just have yet to meet a man that is big enough to handle me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, big enough how? let's be honest. Well. Oh, we're yeah. talking character. That's that was what right. it was about, right? It's like Just character sure and uh, hey, 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 hey. Bigger <laughs> is not always better. I know it can be too big, but anyway. So yeah, so I definitely agree with um, what is being posited by the the book. And what's the title of the book? Are we allowed to say um, that? Sure, one? it's free. It 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 is um, the principles that govern social interaction. Free ebook. It's actually written exactly. It 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 looks exactly like a college 
textbook, and it has a lot of funny graphs and a lot of uh, funny cultural memes. And I think it's Manhood. I think if you Google Manhood 101, but the authors of the book, their goal is trying to trying to teach men to be masculine and take charge and become leaders and really do what's right instead of being emasculated, passive, and being stepped over. Like the, uh, the, the, the goal of the authors is to kind of uplift men, which is why I like listening to you, Mark, when you, uh, there was a story the other day when you were challenging, I think it was Julia, about, uh, and, you know, you, you, you were saying that society would view the lady with the airsoft gun as less harmless. I, I would agree with you, but, re- but real quick, the author also argues that if the man is performing his proper role, that the, uh, the lady under, uh, under because uh, authority does not come without responsibility. I mean, basically, the man is giving his life for the, for the woman in exchange for her freedom in that relationship, so the man should be able to expect as much sex as he wants to, and whether or not he wants to do 50-50 for the chores or make her do 100%, it's his decision, and she should respect that. But she also has the, has the right, if she doesn't, if she doesn't uh, uh, agree, to really leave at any time. But it's really, really interesting read. It's really that's got pretty, my de- that's pretty detailed, though. I mean, I think that how everyone works out their, um, their relationships is... I, I, I don't know that it's so stagnant as that is like, okay, well, I'm going to do the dishes and you're going to take out the trash. Maybe for some people that does work. Maybe it's a little bit more like, okay, you cooked, so I'll do the dishes or, you know, uh, what whatever. So I don't know that you can, can take those specific um, details and then say because one sex has one type of traditionally male-dominated chore and the female has this, that that is necessarily a traditional male-female relationship. I think that masculine males are generally attracted attractive to women. Authoritarian and overbearing males, which this book isn't, I don't know if this that book does a good job of delineating between the two, because I don't hear a distinction between masculine and uh, authoritarian in this book. I don't think authoritarian and overbearing men do particularly well in this world. I don't like authoritarian people, period, no. men or women. However, you know, so so when you first started out uh, mentioning this, you're talking about undermining and, and how um, and uh, the men's masculinity and how that then create can create conflict in the relationship oh. and that it ends up manifesting itself in the bedroom. Is that right? Yeah, well, um, the, the uh, author make, makes it clear that authority should not be abused, that it's not an excuse to order women around to get them to do immoral things. You don't, you know. <laughs> Sometimes that can be fun. <laughs> Michelle can be ordered around you know, in that way. Responsibly used. <laughs> Jeremy, stand by. We'll bring you back here in a moment. 855 453. I know he actually called in for another reason. Also, let him finish his thoughts here. 855 450 3733. You're welcome to comment on relationships or gender roles or whatever it is that's on your mind. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. 
Do you like action and adventure? Do you like suspense? Do you like being scared? Are you tired of the same old crap from your fantasy and horror authors? Then try something original. Give Matthew Bellotti's books a read. As a special promotion to introduce you to his work, all his ebooks will be free to download at mwb.freetalklive.com September 5th and 6th. All five of his books, free, no strings attached. It's Matthew Wayne Bellotti, the best fantasy horror author you've never heard of. mwb.freetalklive.com This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. We've got stuff like our mobile site for those of you with a smartphone who uh, would like to tune into the streams. We have, we've got broadband, midband, and narrowband versions, so three different bit rates for different size internet connections. Go to M, like mobile m.freetalklive.com to get connected that way and also you can uh, link into our podcast from there as well as uh, get the software that you need if you don't already have it to tune into those streams so go to m.freetalklive.com and know that free talk live and our toll-free call-in lines here are brought to you by SACL cai that's right SACL cai if you have a company and need to try something new in the area of accounts receivable they can help you they're you know they handle accounts receivable whether it's uh, collections early out billing or purchasing charged off receivables their employees are training resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect you can go to freetalklive.com see their banner it's the top one on the right hand side of the page SACL CAI let's continue here back to Jeremy in Philly Jeremy you're back on free talk live yeah um, there was a story you guys had covered yesterday about a google contractor who um they had assigned him the responsibility of moderating Google products, where I guess um, there, there was user content that was being used on the Google products, and mm-hmm. their job was to sit for entire shifts full-time. But they weren't employees. They were, con- they were contractors, but they were to filter out uh, uh, bestiality, child porn, ba- uh, basically be like moderators for Google products. Right. And Google kind of dangled this carrot and said, hey, we'll hire you on as, as, as employees, and basically they would work for a year. I believe the contractor in this case worked for a year and a half or two years, was it? Uh, yeah, it was almost a year, and, I think it was. Yeah, yeah I recall and, it being uh, a year, and, but it could be wrong. Because what they said the last night was that it was after a year you were supposed to become a full-time employee, so they were basically cutting people after you know nine months or so and not promoting them. And there there was sort of this complaint from the contractor that what he had seen, um, you know, Google had provided him, he, you know, what he had seen was so shocking to the conscience and so traumatizing that, you know, he didn't feel, you know, uh, because um, uh, you had mentioned, uh, I think, a, a lawsuit from Microsoft about them abusing temporary work and that, you know, to have these people view such horrible things and then just dump them where they're like, they, you know, experience trauma for the job, but I just like the. Co- I just would like to comment in a light, in a lighthearted way that they should look. For, uh, they should look for their. Or they should hire their moderators from uh, 4chan's uh, random message board. <laughs> I bet you they'd be able to find some people that could stomach that. Yeah, because those I've, people are doing I've, it for free, right? Yeah, I've um I've actually lurked the 4chan random message board, and I and I just go there for the laughs because people. 
post hilarious things, but I do, you know, I do see images that kind of, of course they have, I think they have volunteer moderators. Right. And of course the, the owner of 4chan, Christopher Poole, was a big advocate of uh, anonymous internet use and not being tracked. So I really respect the owner of the website, but I've seen a lot of shocking images. And of mm. course I don't see them for entire shifts, but I'll, you know, I'll look at 4chan, uh, the random uh, message board daily, and I'll see some images on there where, uh, you know, I sure hope the people who were the images originated from are in jail because there is, the, and of of course you do see really bizarre pornography. Like there, I think there was this Japanese porn where um, there were ladies that uh, enjoyed. Um, uh, having insects placed on their body, which is really bizarre, and I actually, mm. I I don't really like insects, and just to see the mix of that, it just made me cringe. Wow. But uh, but they should they they should definitely uh, maybe go to to some of those odd corners of the internet. Yeah, that's new uh, for me. I've never heard of that one. <laughs> it doesn't sound insect as bad porn. as, some, as uh, some of the stuff out there. But yeah, it's a good point, Jeremy. Yeah, Google should hire those 4chan mods. Uh, thank you for sharing that tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. For those that don't know, 4chan is uh, one of the places where a lot of the memes have come from on the internet. A lot of the uh, the things that have become popular, like uh, images that you might see here and there. Pedo bear. That's one of them, the, the raptor Jesus. Yeah. Uh, there's so many of them, we couldn't possibly cover them all. But a lot of memes come out of uh, the 4chan message boards, basically an open, anonymous uh, message board wherein anyone can post pretty much anything they want, although there are rules, and uh, as he's suggesting, there are moderators who, unlike the Google mods, are not paid at all uh, to moderate the 4chan boards. So they might be a good resource. Maybe just some of the people that enjoy posting that stuff rather than the moderators. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll continue here with you and your thoughts Let's go to Jared in Michigan on the amp lines. Hey, Jared. Hey, guys. Hey, I had a point that I wanted to get to last night, but I wasn't able to. Um, okay. Dave Ridley brought up a great point. I mean, he mentioned something about Ron Paul possibly moving and, you know, either getting involved some in some way. But Moving I to New Hampshire. Question, yes. Um, a bigger point that I was thinking about is there's been a lot of people who are of a libertarian-leaning and they've been disenfranchised. You've got Judge Napolitano and other people. And now that they pretty much have been pushed out by the establishment, I guess you could say, um, it would be great if you know some of them could move to the state. I mean, could you imagine from the inside the system pers- perspective, Judge Napolitano as the attorney general for the It'd be huge. I mean, just imagine how many. I mean, these are really liberty done. fantasies, yeah, right? This is if you bring your if you bring your libertarian fantasy league um, to New Hampshire, you could certainly have a very interesting place. If if everybody who calls themselves uh, a libertarian or a liberty minded person, you know, if five percent of them would up and move within the next year, it would be over for the state. Wait uh, until you hear me tell you tonight that I am all for doing work within the system. Oh, okay. Well, we can get to that here, uh, but I think that uh, you know. It's all about numbers, and if you can get some luminaries and you can get some big names, then that's even better because it inspires uh, people to move. But it's hard to get those big names. Uh, you know, usually oh, you can is, get an endorsement I mean, from them. About, 
Right, but think about all the big bills that Governor Lynch vetoed. I mean, I believe one of them was the wiretapping bill last session or something or other. I mean, even just those bills alone, if you had a pro-liberty governor, I mean, oh, yeah. I mean those battles would already have been fought. Ron Paul been- moving to New Hampshire and running for governor on the Republican ticket, it would be he'd be a shoe-in. Uh, he probably would. I yeah. mean, he's oh, yeah. you know his run as uh, president, so he's got the big big name. Of course, he's he's somewhat older, but I mean, he won the he entire. He is still county. riding his bike like thirty Indeed. miles a day. Yeah, he, he challenged fit. those other guys to a bicycle race, yeah. and none of them took him up on it. Uh, I, I bet you Gary Johnson would uh, challenge him, but he's quite. The, I don't know if Johnson yeah, was at that debate. That. But, but um, he took point, the county of Coas. Right, uh, that's the northernmost county, I believe. Um, the other uh, second point I had is just pretty much me venting, but I mean, you get a lot of articulate callers to the show, and uh, one of them, uh, he hasn't called in a while, but Frank is very articulate, and just one of the things that sometimes aggravates me is the show, and it's not any of your fault, but you get these people like, you know, Frank was great, but then the red flag was he's an Illuminati member, and um, whatever happened to Jeb Bush winning the nomination at the GOP? Uh, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, thanks for bringing that back up. I'm glad you brought that back around because uh, Frank from New York, who you're talking about, made that prediction that there was going to be, the, you know, this dark horse uh, candidate all of a sudden come up for, uh, during the convention and that he knew that because his Illuminati buddies told him. Well, it's it's fun to uh, to to have people make predictions because the smartest people in the world aren't going to be right most of the time. Uh, predictions yeah, but don't are- claim that you're part of some super secret cult. It just gets so old. It's so 1990s and 1980s. I mean, Alex Jones is a great show for that stuff. You know, I, I'm sure there's some you know reason for it. They had a bloodletting ceremony, and it didn't fall in Jeb Bush's place. Or <laughs> yeah, we should. Like, I hope like I remember that. to ask him that the next time that he calls in. Uh, I hope I remember that because that's that's a great All point. Right, guys, Thanks later. for the call, man. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. Uh, you know, as far as getting those libertarian luminaries up here to New Hampshire. It's interesting to talk and ask them, you know, go ahead, invite them. If you see Judge Napolitano somewhere, ask him, you know, if he's going to move to New Hampshire. And he's if probably going to ask you, when are you going to open a major TV network? Here? I asked him at Liberty Forum a couple years ago. What did he, he say? He just smiled and he said, yeah, like that. And said, I said, yeah, you know, like, yeah, good idea, but just kind of shrugged it off. Yeah. He wasn't, I'd be interested you know. in knowing the reasons why. I think he's they're just so star. established. They're older. They're established in other places. And yeah, like you said, he's got to be in New York City or wherever it is the TV studios are. More coming up here. 855-450-3733. Do you have a website or product that you make available to people nationally or even internationally? Free Talk Live is heard on more than 100 radio stations and 2XM channels. FTL's also been voted five times the best political podcast of the year and four times been named to Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list, the 100 most important radio programs in the country. We can do ad packages for you from as little as $500 a month on up to $3,000. I'll work with you to customize a package that will work within your budget. Contact me, Mark, at mark at freetalklive.com. Toll-free number is 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we give to you. And they are completely free, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their websites. Head over to freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy various different things. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links there to Amazon, Amazon UK, 
Amazon Canada, Amazon US. You click into the right Amazon for you, and then it's your regular Amazon shopping experience. Great prices, huge selection, free super saver shipping, all the stuff you're used to. It's just you're entering through our portal, so Free Talk Live gets a portion of the purchase price. Once again, head over to shop.freetalklive.com to get your shopping done. As we continue here, we will, of course, take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. And then, uh, Michelle, you wanted to tell us about the Marines, I guess, fighting it out with drug dealers. So that's on the way. Uh, But first, Mayor Mark Skolich has admitted that those red light cameras, it's all about the cash. According to NJ.com, as in New Jersey, every so often a kernel of truth manages to squeak past the spin. That's the case in Fort Lee, where Mayor Mark Skolich told his constituents that yes, he wants to install red light cameras in town, and yes, it's about the money. (laughs) Skolich has gone somewhat off the reservation in this case. The official talking points from the State Department of Transportation, the vendors providing the camera systems to dozens of New Jersey towns, and the mayors and police chiefs in those municipalities, are that the red light camera program is there to make the roads safer. So he's the only guy who's telling it like it is. Most recently, a top vendor... I would actually question this, because I don't feel like there's too... So, there certainly are accidents from people running red lights, but oftentimes... I've never had an accident any time that I've ever run a red light, and I do it daily. Well, um, but we're not talking about people who, you know, sitting at the the red arrow and say, okay, it's clear, I'm just going to go. You're talking about people who just fly right through. the last second? No, just fly right through. Not even sliding past in the pink light. Have you ever seen that happen? Just miss it. Just miss the light, don't see it, drive, drive right in, and then kabam! But, but have you ever seen that happen? What's that? That that occurrence where someone goes screaming through. Nope. Yeah, me neither. People, oh, you mean uh, screaming through a red light? Or you mean you a get, solid get red, accident? one that's been red yes, for a while? Yes, I've seen people do that. I have not seen people... Without stopping, without looking right. both ways, Actually, just I've go. done it myself. I just didn't didn't even know the light was there. Mm. Uh, but <laughs> Pay better attention. Well, sorry. You know, some th- just didn't pay a good attention. My, but... <laughs> It's the... Um, I just cut the wrong leg off. I'm sorry, patient. Well, I'm not a doctor either. <laughs> <laughs> but I, what I haven't seen is somebody get into a terrible accident because of that. But those are the reasons for most of them. Usually, it's just annoying when somebody goes through the pink light. You know, there's two... You know, I should be able to turn left here and somebody's coming the other direction. They should have stopped by then, that kind of thing. And I think that it's really just about sort of justifications, not about safety when it comes to red lights. Um, what mostly what happens with red light cameras is that the the governments get greedy with them and they start shortening the duration of the yellow light so mm-hmm. that they can get the uh, the cash uh, coming back in like it was when they first installed it and you know so they actually make things more dangerous. They've been able to show that red light cameras right. make things more dangerous. Well, we know this, and it's always important to bring that up. I mean, that's a fact that, uh, and that's the reason why some in some municipalities where some of the politicians are, I guess, a little bit more easily swayed or honest or somewhat honest, uh, that if they're presented with those details, that eventually, if there's enough public pressure, they'll pull the red light cameras. That's happened in the past. Um, but in this case, it's not being presented about safety, although that's, as the article points out, that's how everyone else in New Jersey that is installing these red light cameras is is claiming. And obviously, up front, they're going to claim it's about safety. They've been told it's about safety by the red light camera manufacturers, the, uh, the people that are going to run the system, the private companies that administer the programs. They're pitching it as though it's about uh, safety. And they probably prohibition pitch it, is about our safety too. They probably pitch it as we could talk about prohibition in the next hour, but uh, they they probably pitch it to them secretly as though you're going to make more money as well. And that's essentially what this mayor is doing. He's just coming right out with the truth. 
he's he's telling people this is about money. So according to uh, but my the, but my point that whether it's prohibition or something else, I can't think of anything that the government does to fine a person that isn't about generating revenue. So so the only thing that you're saying about this mayor is that he's just admitting it. He's telling the truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, if if a person runs a red light and somehow aggresses upon another person, say they get in your way because it was your turn to go mm-hmm. or they cause an accident or something like that. What does the fine have to do with making the people that were harmed whole? Nothing. It won't go to them. It'll go to the right. traffic it has nothing department to do with it. It's all it's just a it's just a tax. It's a new tax. Bad I got picked up again for um, with another uh, driving without a license and well a plate this time on my motorcycle. So now we've gone through the truck, now the motorcycle, and the boat, now the motorcycle. And uh, it was there in Dublin, and uh, it took an hour and a half. And uh, there were three, two Dublin cops and a statey. And um, Leon's came out. It's a, a local towing truck company from Keene, and and they gave me thirty percent off the price of the tow and towed it to my house instead of into Keene first, which they don't normally do that. And, um, I, uh, and I got to have an hour and a half conversation with the one cop who I had not yet met who came into town to work to replace the one cop who, after three conversations, I'd like to think that it had something to do with me. He quit being a police officer and, um, very nice guy. I couldn't stomach it. But in any case, he acknowledged to me that it was his job and that yes, in fact, that it does generate, uh, revenue, but it is also supposed to be uh, act as a deterrent that other people drive by and see this and what have you. And interestingly enough, someone who was didn't claim to be a free stater, he didn't have like, you know, don't tread on me or anything on his vehicle. He looked like a professor, actually, or a businessman even, um, pulled over and, and asked if I was being taken to jail and what I'd done. The police said, well, we can't tell you what she did, but no, she's not going to jail. And he came up to me and asked, and I said, well, as you can see, I don't have a plate on my bike. And he said, good for you. I like uh, what you're doing. He gave me two thumbs up, blew me a kiss from the car. He was probably like 50. <laughs> and he's like, I'm really proud of you. I really like what you're doing. Live free or die. And I'm like, I just want to live free or tell him to, why well, I, I swore. Mm-hmm. And he goes, that's my girl. That's what I want to see. We need more of that. So it actually ended that's up not awesome. acting as a deterrent, but as an encouragement that having that whole interaction. Did the but, cop hear him say those things? Oh, yeah. yeah. And by the end, the cop was a little bit embarrassed and he kept saying, you know, I'm just doing my job. And I said, mm. you realize that this $103 ticket, if I were to pay it, it would go to the state. But it, it says here that my crime is against the city of Dublin. So I'm going to actually write a letter to the city of Dublin and say this is the crime that I've been accused of, uh, you know, perpetrated against you, the townspeople of Dublin. And, you know... Would you be interested in, in me doing something that um, do, being fined at all? And if, if so, how about something like I'll pick up trash along the way because I, you know, walk my dog up 101 and um, or volunteer at the library or do something else, you know, that actually benefits the towns. And supposedly I committed the crime against them. Right. That's when I get convicted of things and there's a fine involved. I always motion the court to uh, you know, receive an alternative payment by form of me going to a charity and cutting them a check as an alternative to me spending the time to do community service because I'm pretty busy with you know my business. So it's easier for me to cut a check. And they've accepted that. So that may, that may end up working out for you. For my speeding ticket, I... Uh emceed at Porkfest this last year, not this not, not this most recent one. Oh, cool! As your uh, your community service, yeah. Guy? I, there was an, somebody had a not for profit that was uh, involved with the Porcupine Freedom Festival, nice. and they signed my uh, little sheet, and I send that off to the whatever county it was that uh, gave me the ticket. 
As long as they don't know that it's being run by a Free State Project participant, then you're probably in the clear. Probably. Uh, American Traffic Solutions, the top vendor, or one of the top vendors of these red light cameras, has coordinated a PR campaign with local officials who use their red light cameras, meant to remind New Jersey that the cameras are about preventing accidents, they say, not writing tickets. Then Mayor Soklich goes and tells people the truth, at least the truth in Fort Lee. Quote, he says, yeah, for money reasons, there, I said it. These things generate income, unquote. <laughs> what uh, gr- that grain of honesty earned Fort Lee's mayor a rebuke from State Senator Michael Doherty, Republican from War and an outspoken critic of the red light cameras who wants New Jersey's program to end. Doherty cl- uh, correctly called Soklich on the carpet for buying into the blatant money grab of the red light cameras. Despite claims that the cameras increase red light obedience and prevent dangerous, potentially fatal collisions caused by red light runners, Wait a second. statistics in other states where cameras are used show that the programs generate millions of dollars in traffic tickets from people who most often commit the offense of rolling through a red a right turn on red yes. rather than driving straight through the red signal studies also show the cameras can lead to an increase in rear end collisions caused by drivers who slam on their brakes when a light turns yellow to avoid the fine that's the red light uh, adherence thing that they were just talking about earlier in the sentence this is they do absolutely what they say if you get yourself a ticket or two for going through a red light when it's you know you've got the people behind you going through uh, you know you're going to the next time you're going to slam your brakes on and the person behind wait. you is going to ram right up your tailpipe. Wait till you hear what Daryl Perry, who's sometimes a co-host on here, just texted me about the uh, $10,000 ticket camera challenge. The $10,000 ticket camera challenge. Yeah. We'll find out what that is here in a moment. Also, we'll get to your story, Michelle, about the Marines versus the drug dealers down in Mexico. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. 1-855-450-FREE. Hi, I'm Richard Grove of TragedyandHope.com, and thanks to the help of Mark and Ian here on Free Talk Live, we've created this call to action to help raise awareness for John Taylor Gatto. In 2001, former New York City and State School Teacher of the Year, John Taylor Gatto, published The Underground History of American Education, detailing how public schooling creates obedient workers and debt slaves. Now John delivers a message which he calls your birthright. It's titled The Ultimate History Lesson, and it's a five-hour journey illustrating how and why our public schools are dumbing us down and what we can do about it. Therein referencing more than 200 footnotes and 30 classic texts. John suffered multiple strokes in the weeks after filming this interview, and he's in need of your help as he continues to recover. Please click the banner on freetalklive.com and enter the coupon code FTL and we'll send you the ultimate history lesson on four DVDs plus a free 15-hour MP3 bonus DVD. Thank you for tuning in and not dropping out. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into the second hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves here. The number is 855-450-FREE. The number is brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. With you in the studio, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. Well, of course, we'll take your calls about anything. Coming up, uh, Marines versus drug dealers. Apparently, there's some uh, conflict going on south of the border. Michelle's going to fill us in on that. Deadliest warrior. Oh, that's that TV show you were talking yes. about, right? Yeah, I oh, saw some of that Lord. in jail. Uh, 855-450-FREE is the guys in jail. Love that show, as you might imagine. 
It's interesting. So we'll take your calls about anything. That's the point of the program. All kinds of different stuff coming up. Plus a Bitcoin Ponzi scheme. Uh, Mark's going to fill us in on that. We talked about it previously, but I guess you got some detail, uh, Mark. That uh, I got a news story. You're going to share with us. And uh, before we get back to your phone calls, though, Michelle, you said there was a $10,000 ticket camera challenge. We were talking about these red light cameras that yes. uh, are basically designed to raise revenue for the state. The story last hour was about a mayor in New Jersey who actually came out and admitted that these are not about safety, but they are, in fact, about revenue, whereas the official line is supposed to be that they're all about safety. So what's this ticket challenge? It says, here's our challenge. Show us any camera equipped... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You didn't. Uh, National Motorists Association. National Motorists. Okay. Yes. And um, they put this out and it's on their uh, homepage where it says red light cameras. Mm -hmm. It says, uh, show us any camera equipped intersection that still has high numbers of straight through red light violations. And we will guarantee a minimum 50% reduction in those red light violations through the application of engineering solutions. So they think that the, uh, the, 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 the solution is not cameras or fines it's engineering the uh, hmm. the 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 intersection in order to be it make it more efficient and safer yes so, so you don't get to win ten thousand dollars they're going to give it to the government they're, they're betting they're betting the government but i think that every everybody wins here because what is the government really incentivized to do earn more of your take more of your money yeah i mean the government's incentivized sadly to make at least a somewhat dangerous intersection not so dangerous that people uh you know are rising up with pitchforks and torches but dangerous enough that they can uh you know that they that they can get these uh the the, the ticket revenue because they're what they're claiming here is that they can actually reduce um what, what drive-throughs the drive-throughs exactly the which would then imply that it would reduce the potential for accidents. Right. So there's fewer people going through the intersection at red lights. Um, so therefore, there's less right. Of a chance. And it would also create a, greater, a better flow of traffic. Mm-hmm. And so, as there are more cars and more people on the road, that's going to facilitate, you know, travel and and what have you. And so the um, the idea, though, of it not being, you know, an in an interest in the interest of the city or the state to enter this challenge. I can see the argument that it's, you know, if they're off, if what they want to do is generate revenue, then of course they're not going to do this. However, but this would if, be, this would be useful for a community activist to come to a city yes. council and to say, Hey, look, if this is really about safety, then yep. what, here's the offer we have for you and present this to them yep. and then see what the city council actually does and get them on the record about whether or not they support approving, you know, the go ahead on this ticket camera challenge or uh, if they're just going to keep things the way they are. Absolutely. That and- only takes six months, right? Things don't move quickly in the world of government. Yeah, so but you probably. know, if if enough people got on board, and then it would be, you know, not only that, but I think as people become more involved in the system and trying to change it, more people will realize the futility of that, mm. and more people will just actually become more um, energized in their own liberty choices for themselves, which then will create more libertarianism. Throughout, because is that why you want people to get involved in the system? (laughs) Hang on, we'll come back to that topic here in a moment. Gabe's on the line in Kansas City. Gabe, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. Hey guys. Hey Gabe, go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, I've uh, I can tell you about the uh, as far as like court process and taking a ticket to court in uh, Kansas City. Uh, Taking a red light ticket to court. Yep. Uh, How the how the process works in Kansas City is it's in municipal court. 
they've got their ordinance written as if it's uh, like a parking ticket, and basically they just try to trick you into uh, incriminating yourself when the burden of proof is on them. Uh, and if you, they have uh, like big screen TVs in each courtroom, and the, the prosecutor will uh, say who's here to plead guilt, not guilty to a red light camera ticket, and you raise your hand and. They will say, well, let's take a look on the TV, and they try to get you to incriminate yourself. Uh, it's in several little steps. But if you just don't do that and you just keep reiterating to them, uh, I wasn't driving the car, it's, it's up to you to prove who was driving the car, they will eventually drop the ticket because they cannot prove who was driving the car unless you incriminate yourself. Now, in uh, here in New Hampshire... It doesn't matter if you were driving the car when you get a park, a parking ticket. Simply because it is your car, you are responsible for what was done with that car, even if it was somebody else behind the wheel. So maybe, do you think it's that way everywhere with these red light tickets, or just in, in Kansas? Or Kansas City, uh, rather? It, well, it's in Missouri. Missouri uh, yeah. Well, Missouri, Missouri state law defines failure to stop um, as a criminal violation. And what Kansas City and several other communities in uh, Missouri have done is they've tried to redefine state law through their ordinances and turn them into like a parking ticket. The, but they're not allowed to do that under state law. But, so ultimately, uh, because that, it's criminal, then they have to prove that it was you, whereas if it was just a, a violation, then it could be tagged to the owner of the car? Exactly. And, the, and how they get away with this is that if anytime somebody challenges this, like takes it up to a higher level of court, they just drop the charges to prevent sure. any kind of binding ruling. So Absolutely. Well, because they know that most people are going to go ahead and pay the fine. I mean, how many of these traffic right. tickets, these uh, red light tickets, go uh, with the you know somebody like you, where they're actually going to take it to a trial or attempt to take it to a trial, and then they just, oh, well, just drop that charge because he wants to take it to trial and move on and send out another hundred tickets and expect that 99 of them are going to come back with a, with a check. Right. It's a lot easier for exactly. them to just drop the tickets. I mean, sometimes they won't, but it's a lot easier for them to just drop the ticket and make it go away. Yeah, make, you know, 97 out of 100 people are just going to pay the fine. Well, it's cheaper for them, too. They're not having to pay the prosecutor. So. Right. Yep. Good call. Gabe, anything else you want to share? Uh, no. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. Uh, there is a, a website for Missouri, uh, wrongonred.com. It's also on Facebook that has a lot of information if people uh, want to check that out. So. Excellent, sir. Thank you for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, so I think that's an important thing to to point out for folks here. Look, the fact that you go along with the, these tickets, if you're going along with it, just encourages them. So I had asked a question on Facebook. I said, have you ever taken a red light ticket to court? And that's what Gabe was responding to. So I'm glad Twitter. he actually uh, – that's right. Well, he, he saw it on <laughs> Facebook. So uh, anyway, uh, I, I asked that question online, and uh, and the response from Bob here is no – that he's not going to take it to court. I'm not going to legitimize their insanity or waste my time, pay the extortion fee, and move on. But doesn't that actually legitimize it? Doesn't cutting them a check yeah. uh, encourage them and legitimize it? I agree with uh, with your first part. Yeah, I mean, you're you're no. <laughs> it's the same excuse about voting. You don't either legitimize or delegitimize their system by going to court or not going to court. I mean, you know, their system's as legitimate either way. Um, but you know, you I, I do get 
the you know when it comes to to parking tickets here in Keene, they're five dollars. The question I have to ask myself is: Is am I willing to give up essentially two days worth of work, or at least two mornings worth of work, to take a traffic ticket, or excuse me, a parking ticket to to court? It's five dollars. Do I want to spend that kind of time? It costs me time and energy, and that's money. Um, you know, because that's those are mornings that I could be working. Mm-hmm. They never they never schedule these things on Saturdays and Sundays. Right. They want you. I mean, you know, the, the average person's going to have to spend all kinds of time going to court. I've got that kind of time, but I, I also do ad sales for Free Talk Live and can't do those while I'm in the courtroom. You know, um, because of uh, what happened to Omar, my eldest son, while I was in jail. Last uh, October, when we had that snowstorm, he was given a uh, driving an unregistered vehicle and driving without a license. He went to court. They dropped the unregistered vehicle one um, that was assigned. They had assigned it to me initially, mm. and then they gave it to him. So they just want someone to pay. 855-450-FREE. But, Mark, you have challenged the parking ticket, and didn't they drop it? Uh, but they, they another one they took to, took all the way and found me guilty. 855-450-3733. But if more people do that, then it crushes the system. It's Free Talk Live. Tired of that same old government-free baklava from Mandrick? How about trying Stateless Sweets government-free fudge and caramel? Stateless Sweets are made with real ingredients and prepared fresh for delivery to your home. Order them as a gift, a well-deserved decadent treat for yourself, or catered for your next event. Go to statelesssweets.com. That's statelesssweets.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us. On our website, head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features we give to you there. Once again, freetalklive.com with you tonight. It's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And those features on our site include archives. So if you missed a moment of the show, don't worry about it. They're right there. Just click, download. You can have as many of them as you like for free at freetalklive.com. And they go all the way back to late 2006. You get the last seven days' worth right on the front page of the site. You can click into the archive section to get more, or you can go to our SoundCloud page and get those through, get the archives through there as well. And the SoundCloud page is neat because it lets you easily share uh, each archive with uh, your friends via Facebook, Twitter, whatever method you like. And, uh, of course, you can download. You can actually comment in the show, you can comment at certain points within the the, the podcast or within the uh, the archive, and then so, everybody who goes to the SoundCloud page will see your comment. See right, your comment exactly. So you can go to freetalklive.com if you want to go to the SoundCloud page. Just go look down the left hand side of our page at freetalklive.com under Listen and Share and find the SoundCloud link right there, and then go and listen, download, share, whatever you want. Freetalklive.com. Hey, Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. Your best chance at liberty in your lifetime is to get together with other people who think like you. People who love the ideas of liberty, who understand that where they came from, like me, where I come from in Florida, it's just pretty much banging your head up against a brick wall trying to uh, have any kind of progress towards freedom. I come from southwest Florida where uh, it's very – and you know it's an entrenched system. The good old boys network is so large and so vast it's impossible to, to counter it. And uh, eventually if you've learned you – know, if you've done enough politicking – 
you learn that it just doesn't do anything and uh, you want to go and do something different. It's, in most cases, you just give up because, you know, stay right where you are because nothing can change. If you want to get the smallest thing done in a community like that, it'll take you – it'll take all the energy all the energy you have as far as activism to get that one small thing done. And then, and then they'll change it back two years later. Yeah. Uh, and so you get together with other people. You can amplify your efforts by being with others who understand liberty and who are willing to work toward it, whether that be towards doing non-cooperation and civil disobedience or working within the political system, which – Michelle apparently now supports. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. and uh, Or creating media or doing street theater or whatever it is that floats your boat. You'll find people interested in it here. You'll find people willing to help, willing to step up. You'll find a variety of projects, things that you can do that are not available anywhere else. So go to freestateproject.org to learn more about this. That's freestateproject.org. It's the reason why the three of us are here together tonight. It's the uh, the reason why we know you, Michelle, and I'm so grateful for it. So <laughs> Thank uh, you. the Free State Project is freestateproject.org. Go there, learn about it, get signed up. We're talking about red light cameras and uh, generally traffic tickets and taking them to court. I'd asked the question on Facebook and Twitter, have you ever taken a red light ticket to court? And we heard from Gabe, who called in and told us about his story, where he did challenge it, and he didn't fall for their tricks to try to you know, make him pony up the cash. And before it went to trial, they dropped the charge, because they can't prove that he was the guy in the car. So therefore, in Kansas City, it's a criminal charge, and since he, you know, you got to prove the person was the person involved, uh, they can't prove the basic facts of the case, case dismissed. But most people don't know this. Most people aren't willing to, to take the extra time, as you were complaining about before, Mark, because it does take time, takes uh, a lot of time. to, yeah, to do sure. these court things. But it doesn't take as much time if they drop the charge. I mean, yeah, it still takes time because you have to prepare yourself. You have to get ready well, for court and you know, you've got that expectation and that court date hanging over your head. I don't know head. if that's necessarily true. The first time uh, – so I've taken two traffic t- – excuse me, parking tickets to trial here in Keene and one traffic ticket to trial in another county mm-hmm. um, in – Two of the three cases, they took it all the way to trial. This is a traffic, uh, a parking ticket for $5 they took to trial because, you know, they know who I am. I'm on the blacklist. And, but the, the parking ticket they didn't take to trial, they, refused, they chose not to. I still had to go in for an arraignment. That didn't cost them anything because mm-hmm. they're arraigning people one after another all morning long. The extra five minutes or whatever at the arraignment. You can file, an, you can file a motion to skip an arraignment if you'd like. Uh, so, you know, the court system does uh, – it's a learning process. There's definitely a learning curve involved. I, I, I have filed a motion previously to jump past an arraignment and basically, look, I'm going to – if you, if you bring me into an arraignment, I'm going to plead not guilty and so just go ahead and schedule a trial and i've had that approved in the past okay, so that's a possibility for you a little tip in the, the future although i like the option i like the opportunity to be in the courtroom because there are always other people in there uh, during agree. the arraignment and say not guilty and, and set an example and you know pass out a few uh do not take the, Don't plea, take deal. the plea deal <laughs> flyers. Yeah, right absolutely so it, one of the uh, folks over at the facebook page uh, the free talk live facebook page bob uh, who said that he's not going to uh, he's going to not legitimize their insanity or waste his time. He's going to pay the extortion fee and moved on. Move on. I said, well, doesn't paying legitimize it? And his response is, no. It says I want to stay out of a cage. I bow to your violence. Well, first of all, at least in New Hampshire, I don't know where Bob lives, but at least in New Hampshire, you're not going into a cage if you get found guilty of a uh, a parking ticket. 
uh, or you know there aren't any red light tickets in Keene, so I don't know if there are in Manchester or whatever. But I I've, I've never heard of it. Maybe there are some in some parts of uh, of New Hampshire. I'd be curious to know: Are there any uh, red light camera systems in operation across New Hampshire? But either way, in most traffic cases, you aren't looking at at time in a cage unless you don't pay the fine. So if you're willing to pay the fine, as Bob is willing to pay the fine, then at least here in New Hampshire, you can take it to trial and the fine won't be any higher after you get found guilty as opposed to if you pay it up front. Well, Whereas in other states, like in Florida, where Jay responds, he says, I got one of these in Florida. I went to the arraignment and you could either pay $140 and plead no contest and get no points or pay the same money to go to trial. And risk a higher fine and points. So yep. it all depends on where you live and what the ridiculous rules are in the place in which you live. That much is true. Now, um, as far as uh, what was the guy making the comment on Facebook? Uh, Bob says Bob, he's just going to pay it. I don't. This is kind of like voting. Um, it doesn't have a uh, when, when when you vote or when you pay their fine. They don't interpret that as anything. You can say it means I'm bowing to your violence. But mm. they don't care if you even write them a little note and a little thank you note with the uh, with butterflies and flowers and a ladybug um, and say, I am paying this because I am bowing to your violence. The clerk at the court who gets paid, you know, twenty seven thousand dollars a year um, is going yep. to look at it and say, uh-huh. this is written by a crazy person. I will throw <laughs> this away. And they will, uh, assuming they're probably, uh, you know, hope that they doesn't have anthrax on it and throw it away. And mm. they they're not going to they, they don't care why you you paid it they just want you to pay it so if you're trying to not legitimize their system i'd say the most effective way to not legitimize their system is to go to court and fight it and say i don't legitimize your system but, but if you're in a place like Florida, then it doesn't make any sense, right? Sure. Because New Hampshire's going to do this at some point anyway. When it comes to the activists, they're going to the, too many people are going to take this to trial, and they're going to make they're going to find out they're going to do this. Well, same hold thing. on, Mark. If now that's a that's a legitimate fear that they're going to change the system and make it one of these systems like Florida, where you have to pay the fine up front in order to, to to fight it in court, some ridiculous thing like that. But remember, if there's too many people challenging it in New Hampshire, that means we've got some serious numbers going on here, and that means we should be winning more political seats to make it impossible for them to change that system because that would have to be a, that that would have to be something that has changed at the state level if i'm not mistaken i i would think so but i'm not 100 percent sure which They're, is getting to why i think that people ought to get involved in the system we'll get to that here 855-453 bob has a little bit more to his comment that i think is worth sharing because he wants to talk about raising his boys and you know certain values that he wants to inculcate 1-855-450-3733 and since both of you are parents i'm sure you'll have something to say about it one 855-450-FREE. You can take control of the airwaves here. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. It's my firm belief that Free Talk Live's AMP program is the best use of your charitable dollar among liberty-oriented organizations. Support all the organizations you love, but make sure you give three bucks a month to AMP at amp.freetalklive.com. (laughs) 
Take control of the airwaves toll-free here, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features. Shrine of Female Listeners is one of them, with the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. You can see that. And if you're a lady listener, you can become part of the Shrine. Shrine Shrine.freetalklive.com. If you don't know what Bitcoins are, they are a decentralized relatively anonymous as they you can potentially anonymous i think is the right term potentially anonymous digital currency that's peer to peer and open source they are cash for the internet and they're becoming more and more popular as the weeks go by i think that bitcoins are probably going to be as big of an uh, an invention as the internet they're going to be as uh, as world changing as the internet we're just on the very cusp of it if you want to get your bitcoins and i recommend that you do you can get them from bitinstant.com. Bitinstant.com allows you to go to the more than 750,000 locations, deposit cash. First, you have to go to bitinstant.com and get a uh, deposit number and the instructions there. Deposit cash at any location. There's going to be one near you because there's 750,000 locations worldwide. And by the time you get home, you'll have uh, Bitcoins in your Bitcoin wallet. If you need to get a Bitcoin wallet first, go to weusecoins.org. Watch the video. Get your wallet. at. Um, they'll have a link there to get your wallet. It's awesome. Yep. Bitinstant.com. Let's go to Sean in Daytona Beach. Uh, Sean, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Michelle, and Mark. How are you doing tonight? Hey, Sean. What's on your mind? Uh, I, I had several points just about the core process here because, uh, yes, you know, I follow uh, loosely what's going on up there in Keen. Excellent. And you guys made it some, uh, you know, legitimizing authority, and, and I think uh, uh, you're just not rebutting the right presumptions because there's a lot of presumptions when you go into court. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you're just not doing it right. Ever heard of a, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of a claim of right. I mean, have you ever sent your attorney general claim of right? Says, you know, because I'm, I'm a, I was created equal. There's nobody that has authority or power over me, and if you do have authority or power to compel me, well, you need to provide a proof of claim. You know, send a letter off to your attorney general and say, you know, if there's any action I can't perform, send proof of claim. I've uh, tried this before, and they don't care about it. Did you send it through the, you know, uh, notary certificate of process and get a See, there's always, uh, there's always a claim about uh, the, the advocates of these right. particular— Whenever you do it, what they said that you were supposed to do, you didn't do it right, and so there's another way to do it the next time. So, Sean, what I'm, what I'm hearing from you is that there's certain magic words that you can say to the government people to get them to leave you alone. Is that right? No, it's, it's not magic words. I mean, the truth, the truth always prevails. You know, we're, no, we're men with, with guns prevail. No, no, no. In my experience, nope. men with guns prevail. I have told them, look, I don't consent. You know, you can't prove I have an obligation to uh, to your system or to your laws. And they say, well, we've got a cage and uh, these men with guns, and they're going to put you in it. And that's how it works. Yeah, so I guess, I, what's your experience? I, have you tried I, I, this? I, I, yeah, and I've been to jail. I mean, all we can do is... Just point out the truth. I mean, that's okay. all I can do. I'm as long as you're afraid. willing to, as, I mean, lo- as long as you're willing to admit to the people listening that your method will oh, end sure. you up behind bars, then l- let's talk about it. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've had different results. I've had successes, and I've had some not so successes. Okay. Uh, and I think, and I think that's the case with anybody. I mean, this whole thing is an evolution of truth. Uh, you know, now it, with dealing with the courts, the only thing that I care about is what role am I playing. 
you know, with the whole name thing, the legal person versus the natural person or man, I don't care how you identify me. Let's talk about the roles that I'm playing because I'm here as the administrator beneficiary. So, you know, uh, who's the public trustee? Because it's the trustee that takes all the orders. That's all I care about is what role I'm mm-hmm. in. You're losing absolutely everybody who's listening. So is there a way for you to explain yeah, that, what you're talking about that can be easily understood? Well, you know, I think the only thing that counts is the truth. I mean, the guns are going to do whatever we want to do. The system loves money. That's the only reason why we use violence against each other to resolve disputes. So we know it's evil. And we know it's inherently deceptive and dishonest. The only thing we can do is just point out where the evil lies instead of the presumption that we're evil. No, 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 no. So I think uh, that we've done a really good job of pointing out evil here in New Hampshire with the uh, civil disobedience and non-cooperation, various different courtroom tactics uh, that have been employed here. But you know what I really like to see, Sean, is I'd like to see video of uh, you in court telling Judge Burke here in Keene that you're the administrator for the account and, uh, and you know, see how that works. Well, I, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to file the evidence. You know, I'm going to have a, a notice of non-response on a, a claim of right I've already made, mm-hmm. and I'm going to file that into the court file. Yeah. Are you going to show up the at the uh, the court hearing? I, I'm going to. Fi- what, what, do I, what am I going to go into the court for? I'm going to file it. In well, the because court if file. you don't, they're probably going to send men with guns to your house, and they'll kidnap you. Okay. Well, fine. If that's what they're going to do, then they're going to kidnap me. I think this is fascinating. I, mean, I would love to see somebody come here to New Hampshire and try it. I will come to your court trial and your and every if you come into the Keene area or anywhere near the Keene area, I promise you, I will come to the courthouse unless I've been banned forever, which I have been from one of them. Uh, but I'm working oh, on that. Sure but I, I will come, or someone will come with a video camera, and they will document this whole process because I think it's absolutely fascinating. People love to make claims about it, but they never have any evidence uh, to back up their claims uh, to show. I'll put money in your commissary when you go to. Right. So will Cheshire I. House of Corrections I too. I just, I just had I just had a friend. When this isn't a traffic ticket, I mean, but I've had some traffic ticket dismissals or other uh, dismissals. I had one a couple months ago where I was riding a bike and got cited for. Uh, uh, well, it all happens when you start it over. You know, it pulled me over. I'm like, have I committed a crime? Well, no. Well, no. You're not getting anything. I don't have any obligation or duty to provide you anything. I was told I had committed uh, a crime. I didn't have a plate on the back of my motorcycle. Then, then what? What should I have said then? Well, do what you're going to do. You're, you're going you're to kidnap me or I'm free to go. That's not my choice to make. I actually said, why don't you follow me down to the gas station because I'm on fumes. And then that way, you know, I won't get stuck on the side of the road, which is a, an issue of safety on a motorcycle on a two-lane road. So what do you think I should have done? I, I sat on my bike and I waited for the hour and a half while they... Uh, you know, issued me the tickets and they brought out a tow truck where they put my motorcycle on a flatbed and they hauled it away. So what ought I to have done that I didn't do that would have let me had had them let me be free to go and, and go on my way? I, you know, you can't control somebody else. They're going to do what they're going to do. <laughs> well, I mean, all I'm going to do is stand my ground. That's all I'm interested in is because I'm only in control of my own actions. I would love to see so, some of the wins that you've had, uh, Sean. It's, he's you know, not really claiming wins. He's claiming, he said he had some wins. He had some wins. He, certainly. He's, he's had stuff dropped. Look, right. anybody can get yeah, stuff dropped. Sure, we've had things about. dropped. Right. I, yeah. I've gone to court and I've yeah. had stuff dropped. So there's, you know, that's, I don't know that that's necessarily a win. Sean, are you planning to move to New Hampshire at all? 
you know, I, the only reason I haven't moved up there is because the weather and I'm getting older, mm. but I, I love the area. I mean, I, I do need to get up to Portfest one of these times. You should do that. The weather's and, beautiful here right now, by the way, and I thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate uh, hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. Look, I, I want to see one of these uh, gurus, and I'm not saying Sean's a guru, but there are these people who... Right, you know, I think he has the most honest claims of uh, that I've heard yet. Yeah, he admitted he's been to jail. Uh, so, I, you know, I want to hear from one of these gurus who knows about filing a notice of claim or a claim of right with a notary signature in the right court and the attorney general's office or wherever it is you're supposed to file these things. Come on up, show us how it's done, and uh, you know we'll, we'll document the process. Because usually these folks who make these claims have no documentation whatsoever. And the last time I asked somebody about that, the explanation was, oh, it was uh, – it was a guy who called during the Adamo situation where Adamo went to, to jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's in jail right now for so-called wiretapping. This guy called because uh, we'd put out a press release. He called, uh, the, uh, called up the number that was on the press release and was pitching one of these systems. And I told him, look, man, I've, I've heard all about this before. I've, I've even tried it. Uh, and, you know, I'd love to see some, some proof that, it act, that you've actually managed to get it to work. It's like, well, I don't have proof because it works. <laughs> Well, it's like the, um, what was her name? Jenna Garth or whatever. She wouldn't cop to her name or whatever. She was the same thing. She had a whole plan for all of us. And, and, uh, well, at the very least, she admitted going to jail too. Uh, You know, this is the, this is a whole new thing in the last couple of months is, uh, people. I'd like to see their video of them going to jail. (laughs) Of course, but that's hard to get video inside the jail. It's hard to go. You can't even get a video camera in a courtroom in, uh, Florida. So if you want to document these things, the only place you can really do it is up here in New Hampshire. 855-450-3733. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Talk live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. 855 453. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that are waiting for you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. We've got news updates, and if you'd like, you may follow them on email. That's the way to get uh, the basic news updates about Free Talk Live. And there's also Twitter and Facebook, so we'll send you the news through those means. But you'll also get more there. You'll get questions during the show, a little bit of show prep here and there, uh, observations, sometimes useful, sometimes not so much. Anyway, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook, and you can link into those, all of them, over at news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com. Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we all have with coercive governments. Freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. It's uh, not so much a a news site or an article as it is a news aggregator site that has uh, all kinds of useful 
stuff there. I, you know, I get it every day. It's freedomsphoenix.com. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. We'll go to Justin calling from Northport in Florida. Justin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, Justin, what's on Hi. your mind tonight? Um, well, it's my first time calling. I've been listening to you guys for about a year and a half, so have to excuse me if I'm a little nervous. Welcome, sir. Um, but uh, I just bought my first Bitcoin yesterday. How'd you do it? I did it through BitInstant. Um, nice. It was a little bit more convoluted than I expected it to be, but I think that might have been my fault. How, d- how did you go about getting it? There's different ways for you to kind of take delivery of the Bitcoin and where different places for you to put the cash in. So how that? Where did you? Uh, where'd you go? I did it through the the MoneyGram. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've done that. The ZipZap payment. Yep. Uh, and I was a little surprised at how much information they wanted from me, but I think next time I'm going to try to do it a different way. You can BS them, uh, at least in my experience. I gave them my, my real information when I did it, but uh, there's nobody checking an ID at the MoneyGram locations I went to. You could just write in whatever you wanted, and they wouldn't know. Oh, well, where I went, they actually asked for my ID. When oh, I wow. Yeah, I was a little surprised. It but. is Florida after it all. Is, yeah, it is Florida. Yeah, it's probably it's yeah. what it is. But you only had to use, like, what, like a driver's license or something, some kind of state-issued picture ID? Yep, driver's license. But I I went to the bank. That's, that's so much better than a bank account because um, uh, you have to have a Social Security number now since the USA Patriot Act. You're talking about opening up your own account, but when you go to bitinstant.com and you use the bank deposit option, you don't have to give, at least again, in New Hampshire, you don't have to show any, ID. I didn't even show an ID when I went to the bank and deposited money because you don't need to show an ID to deposit money. Right. Mm-hmm. But that was my experience. So, yeah, so I was... I was just a little surprised at how much information they wanted, but I don't care. I've got my Bitcoins now. I'm excited. That's <laughs> right. Now that's out of their hands. They, I mean, they can't possibly get those back from you. Uh, once the, once you turn cash into Bitcoins, government might as well just say goodbye because, uh, you know, as long as your account, as long as your wallet, uh, your private key is safe, the government goons, if they were to raid you or whatever, couldn't possibly get to their hands on your Bitcoins. Yeah, um, but one of the other things I wanted to talk about is I went to the Ron Paul rally on Sunday. Oh, how was it? Uh, it was, well, it was incredibly long, a little too long. Hmm. Uh, Ron Paul was great, uh, and there was a few. There were a few speakers in between that I thought were really good, uh, but I was a little surprised at how status it was. How so? Uh, in, in terms of uh, a lot of the speakers were... You know, I mean, the first guy was talking about making America a Christian nation again. Oh, boy. Uh, there were a couple of people talking about take America back to how it was, mm-hmm. take the Republican Party back to how it was. Uh, this is the stuff that sells to some extent in this uh, the, this particular arena. That it doesn't sell to black people, I can tell you that. Yeah, right. I mean, nobody there's no there's not a black person in America who wants to take the take America back to to nothing. Um, you know, no, I'd rather move forward to liberty rather it's than non it's non inclusive language that is probably unintentionally very scary to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but over, overall, it was great seeing Ron Paul. Um, I thought his his speech was. Uh, pretty moving, but I uh, just thought she's not going to be able to do anything with it, you know? You know, uh, I happen to be a Christian, and so, um, but I didn't become a Christian because of some state sanctioned uh, uh, piece of legislation or something like that at all. So, what I say to people who claim to be fellow believers um, when they make those kinds of suggestions is, is I ask them just that, you know, what. 
what uh, government agency did Jesus endorse, <laughs> and which one? Right, did, exactly. Yeah. So, so that, anything else you want to share about your experience? Um, well, I had one more topic, but I know going getting into three topics might be a little too much. Oh, go ahead. Uh, okay, the last topic, you were talking about fighting tickets, and I wanted to let you know about my experience here in Northport. Oh, uh, Northport. I know you guys are from Sarasota. You yep. know how bad it is here. Um, yep. I got a speeding uh, ticket. Even from Sarasota, we can't get any, uh, as I understand, Northport's one of the most corrupt places uh, in, in Florida, at least on the West Coast. Yep. Oh, it's it's terrible. I mean, the... Uh, they're everywhere, and they're just horrible. But I got a speeding ticket, and I thought, after I'd been listening to you guys for a while, I'm going to go ahead, and I'll probably lose, but I'm going to take it to court and at least gum up the system a little bit. Well, then I started looking into it, and even on the Florida uh, Florida DMV or whatever, it was an official site, it said that if I take it to court and I lose, that I could be fined up to $1,000. Woo! That that you're assumed guilty until proven innocent. Uh, and, yeah. <laughs> and, um, so much for that constitution that everyone's always yeah. saying we got to get back to yep. the right exactly. to a jury trial a joke. I mean, I knew the system was screwed up, but when I saw this on the official Florida state website, I was disgusted, and, I, and unfortunately, I caved and I paid it. But I, I don't blame you. Know what else to do. There's nothing else you can do. They've got you by the balls there, and it's not just in Florida. There are other states that have similar uh, situations where they want you to either pay the fine up front before they'll even let you have a trial, and then they hit you with court costs after the fact. Uh, and you know, of course, you're gonna be found guilty. I mean, 99 out of 100 of these traffic uh, tickets, it's the that's, cop's word versus yours. That's and, a made-up uh, statistic. Yep, it's totally made up, but you know, I've never seen them find somebody innocent. <laughs> right. uh, so the only solution is to get the hell out of Florida, man. Otherwise, keep your head down and keep paying up. Well, we're uh, my wife and I have been discussing it for a little while, but we just bought a Wave Runner, so we don't know what to do. You know? Yeah, sell it. <laughs> they have lakes here in uh, New they Hampshire. They do have lakes here in New Hampshire. There are good, lots of lakes. Good point. Hey, thanks for the yeah, call, we were, Justin. Appreci- we were talking about that. Appreciate the Thank story. You. Yep. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. 1-855-450-3733. You even got pulled over on a lake. Um, I show. did with my boat. Yeah, and I haven't. No tag. So, right. And so, consequently, considering it, t- it cost me about $300 each time I would go out um, with the current gas prices and, you mm-hmm. know, have everyone go anywhere between two and 300 including, you know, tr- uh, transporting it with the gas in the truck. Um, and I was going out about three or four times a week. That is money that has been withdrawn from this economy. Yeah. Yes, but, Because uh, I do not spend that money anymore. The religious uh, zealots, uh, the druids, would say that uh, you sent, you're spending that money on gasoline and uh, polluting the atmosphere with uh, carbon dioxide, so therefore that's a good thing anyway. Yeah, but that's not the motivation behind that, behind them giving her a ticket. She's pointing out that because they ticketed her and took her off the, the lake, that now that's money out of the economy that otherwise would be going to the tax feeders. So, uh, the government guys. 855-453. Brett is in Manchester in New Hampshire. Hey, Brett. You're on the air. Hey guys, how you doing? Hey, is this Brett from School Sucks, the podcast? It is, and guys, I'm, this is the first time I've ever watched uh, the show on the cam, and I just want to say everyone looks amazing. Hi, Brett. Oh, there. thanks. 
You do your own I, cam thing on your show, but you've got fancy cams and multiple cams, from what I understand, over at uh, School Sucks Would Project. you stop rubbing your belly and, like, grabbing a hold of that? You're you talking look, to Mark, by the way. Not yes. He, he needed to see my belly I mean, the you've got, your hair is really soft with those new products you're using, but you've got food on the front of your shirt, and it's like a <laughs> Bugs Bunny t-shirt, and it's then you pull it tomatoes. up to show your Belly? No, it's not sexy, buddy. So, Brett, what's on your mind? Aesthetically, from my point of view, aesthetically, Mark's hair almost competes with Michelle, but Mm. not quite. So, um, I wanted to share with you guys a story that uh, happened to me recently, and it has to do with with politics and communication. I was just preparing some notes um, uh, with respect to the importance of talking to other people, especially people who are outside of the Free State Project. This is actually something that uh, I've heard Michelle talk about the importance of in, in the past. And, um, you know, I know that in Keene, with a lot of the civil disobedience, uh, people have looked at that very negatively from, say, Concord, where they're trying to do, like, real political things, right? Hold that thought. Brett, we'll be back with you here in hour number three. You can hang through the news, yes? Yeah, no problem. All right, stand by. More with Brett. He is the host of his own uh, program. School Sucks. You can see that and hear it over at SchoolSucksProject.com. We'll uh, hear more from him here in moments about communication. 855-450-FREE, 1-855-450-3733. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. If you've listened to Free Talk Live for any length of time, you're familiar with Bradley Jardis. Brad is the former police officer that now embraces the ideas of liberty, and now he's running for sheriff of Coas County in New Hampshire. Sheriff is a very important position from which a liberty-oriented individual can protect many rights of the populace. Any U.S. citizen can donate to his campaign up to $1,000. He's hoping to raise as much money as possible for his campaign, and his chances are quite good. He's running in Coas County, and Ron Paul actually carried Coas. I hope you'll trust me when I say that we know a few other good reasons that we believe Brad can win. Come on, join Ian and me in donating to Brad's campaign and getting a liberty-loving individual in this very important seat. If Brad gets this seat, it'll be the biggest win for the liberty movement in New Hampshire and maybe anywhere. Give what you can at bradforsheriff.com. Bradforsheriff.com. This was paid for by friends of Bradley Jardis, Bradley Jardis, fiscal agent. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll free. 855 450 free is the toll free number. It is brought to you by SACL CAI. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have there for you. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. Here tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And we'll go right back into your phone calls here. Uh, and then still to come, we still haven't talk, uh, talked about, Michelle, your story about the Marines versus the, the drug Zetas. dealers. Yep. First, Brett is on the line listening in Manchester, New Hampshire. Uh, man, uh, Brett, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, so what were you getting to uh, in the last hour? You just barely had a chance to kind of preface uh, what you were talk- calling about. Well, yeah, I think the, the general thrust of it is the importance of communication and remembering to reach out in positive ways to people who are outside of the, the Free State Project. And I know that there had been a lot of tension between people in Keene and people in Concord. And uh, you know, honestly, I've been critical of some of the stuff that I've seen happening in Keene, but uh, I think that 
the the I don't understand why people aren't over the idea of political action as a positive thing. And I wanted to give an example because politics absolutely brings out just the worst in people and is a, a, a total communication breakdown. So my example real quick is I was having dinner with my mother a couple weeks ago, and she's in advertising, and she was talking to a former client. And she was told a story about these people who are moving to New Hampshire and taking over the state and threatening to put him out of business. And, I, you know, I'm thinking, yeah, they're called uh, mass holes, right, like right. people from Massachusetts. But apparently he was talking about the Free State Project and their uh, political actions in Concord. And uh, he was in the recycling business, and somebody was trying to repeal some uh, small regulation that uh, has people recycling their, their oil instead of leaching it into the ground, and his business relies on that recycling. So I think that, uh, you know... <laughs> Seems like a bad idea to put your oil in the ground. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think everyone would agree on that. And, you know, obviously it's a whole other issue that you could get into about if this guy is uh, only able to benefit uh, from some other use of force, that's a problem, too. But that's what is being communicated to some people. Now, obviously, this is this is an anecdote, but I think that uh, that's a, a very negative uh, uh way to present these ideas to people through political action. And like I said, it's a complete communication breakdown because all it does is inspire anger and vitriol and animosity in people. You know, I don't know if you heard um, earlier in the show, I was talking about having been pulled over on my motorcycle a few days ago and how uh, someone who did not um, introduce himself as a free stater or a liberty guy or anything. I had no idea why he, why he was pulling over in front of me. Um, there were three police cars to Dublin and one stady. And, and um, so to pull over and the, under that situation, <laughs> take some guts anyway, because normally, you know, cops just don't, you know, uh, like it very much when you approach their, their vehicles during a traffic stop or whatever. And, um, he gave me two thumbs up and he says, I love what you're doing because I don't have plates on my bike and, and it's great. Keep on keeping on, you know, live free or die. I said, live free or da da da, kiss my whatever. And um, so, um, you know, it's nice to get that sort of feedback. And there, I have really good um, interactions with people when it's one on one. But there was a, mm-hmm. there is, there was a judge who uh, lives up. Uh, on the lake near my house and my son had got his permission to store his cruise shell on his property so that he could you know, launch from there and um, offered to you know do something kind stack wood or whatever and this man who turns out to be a judge said no I'm happy to let you do that blah blah a couple weeks later um, said is your mom Michelle seven and your brother Faisal seven and he said yes and he said I don't want them either one of them ever on my property and he he changed in his demeanor and behavior toward Omar and um and you know Omar asked him near the end of his you know his um stay there or whatever you know 
can I ask you, like, what what happened? What did my mother do to you? Did she ever do anything to you? And he said, oh, they just want to they just want to change everything so that there aren't any laws. They just don't want there to be any order. They don't want they don't want there to be any. You know, I know what she does, and she's on the TV, and she's on the radio, and she goes to jail because she doesn't think that she has to obey the rules, and everyone has to have rules, and you know what have you. And so, um, Omar, you know, said, well. Didn't my mom come by and offer you some vegetables and said that if you ever needed any assistance because his wife is ill, that she, you know, offered to help and everything. And he said, well, yeah. And he said, she should mind her own business. And he said, well, my mom's from the West Coast and, you know, maybe culturally it's a little different than New England. She is kind of out there for sure, you know, and gregarious. But I think she was just trying to be kind to you. And that's pretty much what dominates my mom's behavior towards other people is she's a kind woman. And he right. wanted nothing to do with it and didn't care because of the... Well, his system associ- is being threatened. The associate, exactly. And, I mean, so, Brett, I, mean, I guess maybe I'm confused at what you're saying here. It sounds to me like you're bemoaning that uh, people who are connected to the system and making money off the system are upset about the idea that free staters are coming here and that there's some other way that they should be communicated with. I mean, in, in the cases we're talking about, this uh, this guy with the garbage deal and, uh, and this judge in Michelle's case, you didn't even really communicate with the guy in any significant manner. He already decided he hated you. As a neighbor only. Right. Yes. He already decided he hated you because of your associations with the liberty movement and because it really is a threat to their system and their uh, their power. They, Yeah, they, the cage becomes pretty visible when you see people who are strolling around outside of it, and the people inside really don't like that. It makes them angry and uncomfortable, and uh, uh, that's understandable. Uh, but, you know, I, I offered, uh, I said to my mother, I said, well, you know, if he's around again, uh, I would be glad to talk to him one-on-one, because it's a shame uh, that he is introduced to this stuff by uh, this, that even though, yes, the, the government is always the first doer of force, that he his perception of the free state is people who are trying to force their will on everybody else because they're using the political process to do so. So uh, I think that you know, it's it's important to, like, I understand that there has been this tension between Keene and, and Concord, but I think that uh, what's going on in Concord is as much of a problem. And I, and I, on, on, when it comes to both political action and civil disobedience, you know, my belief is that this is going to take a lot of time. You know, maybe maybe not in our our lifetime. In my in my opinion, not in our lifetime. And, and I think that people have to uh, accept more, more gradual approaches to this. Like I'm the of the opinion about. Yeah, I'm of the opinion that uh, slave uh, that uh, citizenship is the new serfdom, um, and that you know I like to equate it to these uh, the, you know the, the controlling aspect of slavery in the the past. I mean, slavery has been with us for millennia and has only recently dropped off in Western civilization. Um, you know, as as people call it that, but you know the the fact is. Uh, when when the slavery was trying to be done away with here in the United States, 
people were compensated in many cases for the slaves that they let loose because these people perceived it as an aggression upon them to have to release their slaves without any compensation. Does that and because now, they were property that they had purchased. They were property. Mm-hmm. Now us looking back at it, it's like, are you kidding me? You owned people and you wanted money from somebody in order to you wanted to be paid back. You bought. Well, you know, people. you can go back. You know, five thousand years, ten thousand years, and and whether or not you believe in the Bible as a divine inspired, the divine inspired word of God, or you look at it as an historical document. You know, where they're they wrote history. Um, the Jews, you know, said we want a king, we want a king, we want a king. And, um, and you know, what's purported in the Bible is that God said a king will tax you into slavery and take your sons and send them to foreign lands to go to war. So this isn't a new concept. I have to disagree, Brett. I like I think that you're you're right. These things are going to take time. But if we can get enough people to make the move here, then that uh, process sure. can be sped up for sure. I don't know if you've got more thoughts. You're welcome to hang out if you do. 855-453. That's the toll-free number. This is our uh, friend Brett from the School Sucks podcast at schoolsucksproject.com. 1-855-450-3733. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. Do you like action and adventure? Do you like suspense? Do you like being scared? Are you tired of the same old crap from your fantasy and horror authors? Then try something original. Give Matthew Bellotti's books a read. As a special promotion to introduce you to his work, all his ebooks will be free to download at mwb.freetalklive.com September 5th and 6th. All five of his books, free, no strings attached. It's Matthew Wayne Bellotti, the best fantasy horror author you've never heard of. mwb.freetalklive.com this is free talk live you can take control of the airwaves toll free 855-453 that's 1-855-450-3733 you can join us on our website head over to freetalklive.com enjoy the features that awaits you there. We've got listening options. You can get tuned into our live streams, broadband, midband, narrowband, whichever size bitrate works for your internet connection speed. You can go to listen.freetalklive.com to get tuned in that way. Again, listen.freetalklive.com. You'll also get a list of the over 110 radio stations that we've got. Uh, we're going to get a brand new one, hopefully, coming up this weekend in Florida. So looking forward to that. We'll let you know more when that happens. Also, uh, you can uh, get our satellite listening options, including XM Satellite Radio, where we're heard every single night of the week, as well as our uh, webcam, the KU Band satellite channel that we have, and the listen lines as well. They're all there. Uh, listen lines allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. It's not the highest quality listening method, but it's there for you if that's all you got left. Uh, so go to, free to-, uh, go to listen.freetalklive.com. Statelesssweets.com is where you can go and get... Some of the most delicious things you've ever put in your face. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Gotta say. (laughs) You know, I know it sounds like I'm going out on a limb. Oh my gosh, you sounded like you were talking about something else entirely. But yes, she makes some dang good candies, Things to put in your mouth, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Uh, You know, my favorite is the English toffee, but, uh, you know, Ian, you like the fudge. Uh, There's also... Fudge. Mm. Ademo salted almond caramel chews, free Ademo salted almond. Tastes just like Ademo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. 
No, actually, it benefits Ademo when you buy the uh, the Ademo caramels. Yep. Which is awesome. Yeah. Good for you. Thank Ademo you for our, that, Jillian. Our friend who is in jail right now for recording phone calls with government bureaucrats. Yep. And there's all kinds of uh, there's more than a dozen different uh, choices of uh, sweets here. I haven't had them all, but uh, my experience with the the sweets that I did have is is that uh, they they really reveal all other things that have sugar in them to be the swill that they are. Mm. I mean these. Are some of the best tasting candies? Uh, statelesssweets.com. I cannot endorse them highly enough. All right, we're let's... supposed to be getting some really soon, by the way. Oh, uh, you tease. Can you, you save some for me this time? Because totally. you guys, like, I heard you were passing them out to co-hosts. You must have been out. It must have been when you were in Florida or something like that. Oh, when that happened somewhere. Yeah. So uh, we're Somebody back. Ate all the uh, English I was toffee there having before my I came own back. Tasty sweets. Oh God. We're back with uh, Brett in Manchester. Uh, Brett is the host of the School Sucks uh, Project or School Sucks Podcast, which you can go to schoolsucksproject.com to experience that. And, uh, Brett, you were calling tonight about uh, some sort of perceived – well, first of all, there's certain people in the – we're talking about New Hampshire and the Free State Project, this movement of liberty-minded people to converge here. It's the reason why the three of us in the studio are here in New Hampshire is because of the Free State Project. Uh, it, was, it was plugged at the recent Ron Paul uh, Festival in Florida. The president of the Free State Project, Carla Garrick, had the opportunity to go down there and speak and uh, apparently got a lot of uh, really good reception uh, from the crowd there. And uh, so, you know, you, you'd pointed out that certain people uh, you feel like they've been maybe miscommunicated to about the intentions of the Free State Project. And I think that that's absolutely true, although I don't know if those people have actually ever met any Free Staters or any Liberty activists. They probably are just hearing rumors through, you know, the grapevine as far as, you know, bad news reporting or people in the state, people who work for the state, people who profit from the system, talking trash. That tends to happen as well. So you can be a really good community communicator with people and people will still hate you because of what they perceive as you trying to change the way that things are and it's but true let's play devil's advocate just for a second but okay. i just want to make sure that that's what uh, was i understanding you correctly brett yeah yeah and just uh, to speak to that and what you said about uh new hampshire right before we went to the break um when it comes to a person's you know own satisfaction and their their personal freedom in their life I highly recommend coming here and, and getting plugged in, you know, however you feel. And maybe after you've been here for a while, uh, it switches from one place to another or uh, one activity to a different activity. And just like real quick, without getting too, too sappy, uh, six years ago, I was listening to you guys. I was living in Massachusetts. And uh, you would talk about one of your sponsors, Jason Osborne, and he does this and he does that. And I said, oh, you know, I wish I had someone like that who would help me do some of the things that I wanted to do where, you know, my whole project was just an idea then. And, you know, here I am tonight talking to you guys, waiting to open the door for Jason Osborne, who's going to host a show with me in a studio. Another built, uh, uh, that's going to broadcast on a network, Ian, that you built. And a lot of that is because I came here and I got plugged in. These are not things that are going on in Massachusetts. So you so don't I want to do go back to Massachusetts the, then? Never, never, <laughs> never. No, no, absolutely not. But my, my only point is that I think all I can do is encourage people to think about, um, you know, the, the urgency of this. Of course, we want as much personal freedom as we can have in our own lives, but... 
Um, I really think, like, to speak to what Michelle and Mark were talking about further back in the past, like with what Mark said about slavery, once something is in place, not for 100 years, not for 200 years, for a generation or two, it might as well have always been that way. Mm. So I think what's important is to focus on the way children are treated, the way children are raised, and the way children are educated, and to accept the fact that big changes in, in um, you know, civilization or society uh, is something that takes time, but that is in no way me discouraging anybody from, you know, coming here and plugging in however they want to, because I think that's great, and it's been one of the best decisions that I made, you, you know, in my life. You and I have talked before, Brett, about um, my kids, and, you know, my daughter was only here for a couple of months before she went off to college when I first moved here uh, just over two years ago, and then I've had my two sons, one of whom has... You know, he packed up and he left and he went on to seek his fortune and, and he didn't even say goodbye. <laughs> he left me a gift, but um, he just left. And um, and that's OK. I think it's great, actually. And uh, good for him. And he's going to fall flat on his face. And that's awesome because young men and women have to go out there and, you know, try, you know, try out their their metal and and, uh, mm-hmm. and then pick themselves up and, and do that. And I think the idea of, you know, staying in the nest beyond when your wings have developed is an unhealthy thing. So good for him. My youngest, you and I have talked before, you know, about the schooling and unschooling. He's been to school. He was homeschooled for, you know, eight years. And he informed me today that he's he's just dropping out. He just doesn't even care about finishing ninth grade for the second time because he got kicked out of school last year when he was, you know, after seven years of being homeschooled, he went to a college prep school and got kicked out for smoking weed. And and I, so he didn't finish the year, said I'll finish it next year, which is this last year. Isn't that how did, you're supposed to prep for college is by smoking weed? <laughs> he never actually got busted smoking weed, though. It was mm-hmm. he got drug tested. So oh, that's a man. whole different thing. But in any case, I, I talked to him about it and I said, you know, I don't care if as long as you can educate yourself. I'm fine if with you not, you know, continuing after this year. However, you and I made an agreement and I paid for a curriculum. So you either pay me back that six hundred and eighty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Or you finish it because that's what you contracted with and you have to finish it by October 31st because that was the agreement that we made and that is what you said that you wanted to do after, you know, discussing the different options and you made that commitment to me and he said, okay, you're right, I did make that commitment. Now, how many other 16-year-old kids are going to set aside what they feel like doing in order to adhere to an agreement in the contract? So I, you know, I thank you for keeping me on task with uh, proper parenting, Brett. You've been helpful. Brett, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate hearing from you tonight. That's Brett from the School Sucks podcast, which you can go to schoolsucksproject.com and uh, see more and hear more of him. 855-450-FREE. Your thoughts about whatever's on your mind are welcome. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give three bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Here tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. 
and Mark. And you can join us over at freetalklive.com, where we have a lot of features. We give them away to you. Uh, you can go to the bulletin board system, get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners there. It's our forum, and it's free, bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. You know, there's one thing that I forgot to mention about statelesssuites.com. They accept bitcoins. If you don't know what bitcoins are, we've uh, men- we've mentioned them just about every single night here on Free Talk Live. They are an internet currency that uh, allow you to have complete control over your finances, complete control over your account. They allow you to uh, uh, basically do your banking online, but not in the way that you've been banking online in the past. Nobody, you are the bank. You are the bank. You create your own bank account with a Bitcoin wallet. Except you don't make, get to make money out of thin air like banks yeah, do. Yeah, banks do that. Uh, Bitcoins, it's impossible for anyone to inflate the Bitcoin currency. And that's what inflation is, is when someone creates more currency. Uh, Bitcoins are have a mathematical you know, equation that creates currency until there are a total of 21 million bitcoins in existence. And if you can imagine how few dollars 21 million is, you can see how uh, bitcoins already are the most value. They've gone from the, the least value to the most valuable currency in two years, certainly in three. Now, that's a skyrocketing currency, and it's something you want to be on board with. The most valuable currency in the world? That's right. That's huge. Huh. It's not huge. It's just a denomination. But the, 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 what's impressive is, is they've gone from the least to the most in three years. I still think Probably it's pretty two. impressive that they're the most valuable currency in the world. Uh, well, I, I suppose mean, compared you could, to all these government currencies. You could compare them to ounces of gold. I mean, you could say that an ounce of gold is a, is a form of currency, and then it wouldn't be. But you know, as, as far as compared to all government currencies, they are. I see what you're saying. So anyway, uh, go find out more about Bitcoins by going to weusecoins.org. There you can find out uh, you know, what they are. You can find out how to get a Bitcoin wallet. And if you need to buy them, you can go to bitinstant.com to buy them. Let's go to Bobby in Little Rock, who is listening to XM's America's Talk, which means he's taking us back in time two hours to the first hour of the show with his topic. <laughs> oh, uh, no. That's all right, though. That's right. Go ahead, Bobby. That's right. I, I, I want to talk to Michelle about what you're speaking about earlier in the show. Uh, uh, and right now on XM, um, about the uh, gender roles and uh, the sex of marriage and uh, and relationships. Uh, have the, uh, the average, I believe you said, was uh, for married people, a couple, or the average nationwide was around twice a week. And uh, Michelle said she had friends that were maybe once a month. And uh, I wanted to ask uh, Michelle this. Is it true in your observation, because it has been in mine, that... Um, Women who tend to make more than their husbands or their whoever they're with uh, tend to resent the man uh, rather than uh, because they feel that they then take the uh, the masculine role of uh, taking care of being the provider and the breadwinner, and then therefore they, there will be less sex. Is that what you're saying? Is that something you observe? Because it's something I observe quite often. You know, I actually don't have any sort of information to... Um to be able to make a, an educated uh, judgment about that. I think that... Well, would you? I mean, if, if you were in a relationship with a man who This was, sounds like a, a subconscious kind of decision anyway. It doesn't sound like something that somebody could answer. Would you do I this? have a huge sexual appetite. <laughs> I mean, come on. So, you know, um, I... Uh, I think that it's more, 
I'm really, really into people honoring their agreements. I'm really interested in, in people, um, you know, being upfront and, and keeping me accountable and me keeping, you know, my friends and whatever accountable. I mean, even like Ian, you know, you and I have had opportunities over the last couple of years to hold each other accountable for things that we've said and done. And that wasn't a sexual thing, but it definitely did enamor me in a way to you to where I think it's really masculine of you. And, um, and you, you know, pointed out that you're not really buff. Yeah. And, you know, you've got a really, you know, slight frame He's a and things. Man. <laughs> so, how I define, you know, masculinity and femininity might be a little different. I do think, though, that anytime resentment creeps into any sort of relationship, whether it's friendship or otherwise, that, you know, people, um, people don't behave uh, naturally. And I think that it is a natural inclination if a woman is attracted to a man to want to do him all the time. <laughs> would, would it bother you, though, to be the sugar mama in a relationship? Um, it, if it didn't emasculate the man, no. Like, I see. Like, you know, I just, you know, finish a novel. If I publish that and da-da-da and the man I'm with is, you know, you know, uh, shovels rocks, but he's just an awesome rock shoveler. Hey, I don't care as long as he doesn't care. But Bobby, you know? you're saying this so has been was, your that, experience. That, that, would be the, that would be the exception to the rule if you, let's say you finish a novel and made several million dollars, so that would be the exception. But I, I'm saying, like, say a woman who makes the... Sixty-five thousand, and her husband makes uh, thirty thousand a year. Where uh, he can't quit his job, and the family would survive. But uh, I mean, where he could quit his job, and the family could survive. But she couldn't stay home uh, because then she feels like she has to go to work, whereas she doesn't have that option of staying home. Whereas if the roles were reversed, they could switch things around, and she could quit her job. Uh, you but, know, I don't know that I'm provide for her. I don't know that I'm the right person to ask because I'm 44. I've raised my three children. I've always, since um, getting pregnant at you know 22 or whatever, I I've always been home. And even if I did things that you know earned money, I did it from my house. And it always was played second or third fiddle to my household responsibilities and my homemaking and my children. I like it like that. I really like a traditional role and I like being able to, you know, I like to say I'm not a libertarian. I'm not an anarchist. I'm a twirler. I know that I make my decisions based on emotions completely. And then my reason, my mind, the the reasoning skills, my mind, I, I use those to justify those decisions. I don't kid myself about that. But Bobby, this has been your experience in uh, your relationships or just your observations of friends. What's your story? Observation in my observation, I, my wife stays home and takes care of our kids, and uh, I go out to work and uh, provide a decent living. Uh, we have to adjust things around, but uh, but it, it's in a way that she can. Whereas a lot of relationships, uh, they can't because the roles are reversed uh, as far as income wise, and uh, the women do tend to uh, resent their husbands and things like listening uh, conversation and uh, and frustration and and other areas. But I will say this, man, uh, in 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 his defense. Uh, boss is not masculine because a gorilla is tough, but uh, what is masculine is uh, being able to wash those dishes and be secure in it, taking your kids to the park and letting your wife have time off and uh, to, to relax and, uh, and enjoy some time alone. That's, here, here. Uh, Bobby, thanks that, for sharing that, that's that tonight, what, man. That's, that's where you win. Have a good one. Thank you, sir. Appreciate hearing from you. You know, the, the gender roles are certainly powerful in society, and I can see why it would be, you know, affect some women uh, poorly if they, you know, were basically forced by circumstance, uh, but not forced, but 
you know, forced by circumstances. Circumstances dictated that Six. they had to take on a, um, a thing. Well, then they I think it's really important to communicate with your partner and keep in mind who it is that you're upset with. You know, I've kept uh, perfect records of how I've spent money over the last 20 years with, um, you know, Excel spreadsheets or whatever, doing budgets. And I can assure you that the cost of goods and services are three times at least what they were. I mean, I just filled up my car with gas the other day and it was $63. When I bought yeah. it to fill it up, it was 26. Yeah. So, so if I were in, um, I've had, I've been able to, I've been on a fixed income that was supplemented between child support and money that I made back, you know, 15 years ago. And when I got divorced, I said, okay, I'm not going to work. I'm going to use this money to live on until it's gone. And, and in a year it will be gone. So I'll go do something else. But in any case, you know, I was on a fixed income, but I was able to move or make adjustments in order to maintain, a, you know, somewhat of a same standard of living. But I'm living in New Hampshire in a house that cost me $1,400 a month. That same house in Southern California where I lived before would be six, no, like 6,000 at least. Mm. And yeah, so, you know, you have to make concessions and um, that's just part of life. We'll come back with more here. And, you know, I don't know if we're going to get to this Marines versus the drug dealer story because I still want to talk to you, Michelle, about your politics thing. Yeah, I'm going to be here tomorrow. That's true. (laughs) We'll have plenty of time. (laughs) 855-450-FREE. And, of course, we'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live, which are coming up. 1-855-450-3733. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 855-453. Even in these remaining moments, we've got enough time to get your call in, 1-855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. Michelle. And Mark. And you can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we have for you there. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you would like, you may support the program by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in 3 bucks a month with any major credit card through PayPal, or you can use Visa or MasterCard uh, right on our website. And we'll take that money and invest it into the show, getting on more radio stations, bringing more internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So you get perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only podcast, which doesn't have the regular commercials that our normal podcast does, and more. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Please get signed up. It makes a big difference. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Now, Michelle, uh, let's see. You had boasted at the beginning of the program or near the beginning of the program that you are now advocating people getting involved in the political system and or are yourself what, what i've did you done mean? a flip-flop can you believe tell me it? what your old view was and what the new view is what have you how have you flip-flopped well i very proudly you know say that i've been an anarchist since i was 12 anarchists longer than, are people and, from you know. europe dressed in black to throw molotov oh, okay. cocktails well 
that I that I believe in self government and that I don't believe in um, in the legitimacy of uh, of a state. And consequently, I'm just going to kind of ignore it, or I'm going to fly below the radar in some cases, or I'm going to, as I have since coming to New Hampshire, I'm going to be a little bit more um, direct and in the state's face about my noncompliance mm-hmm. and use civil disobedience as a means of attracting attention and, and exposing um, the corruption of the use of force to get people to comply with a set of rules that are determined by other people for your behavior when there is, in fact, no victim. I think that's great. And I think that, um, yeah. And it's been unsuccessful. <laughs> so I actually, um, I have a friend. Because the state's not going to leave you alone. They state's not going to leave you alone. And, yeah. you know. And all of the, and you are so persuasive and you're so kind and so nice. that even when you're talking to police, you can use all the logic and the persuasion and the kindness with them that you want. And they'll be nice to you as they take you to a cage. Well, uh, I've so. been successful for me. Like, um. As an individual, they've stopped ticketing me in many way, in many mm. places and things like that. But that's not why I came here. I came here to bring about liberty in my lifetime to more people than just myself. I could have just remained where I was, kind of flying below the radar, traveling all over the world, doing my thing, working from home, homeschooling my kids, right. blah, blah, blah. I didn't, you know, I didn't need to come to New Hampshire to be free. Sure. In many ways, I was freer before I came here. No doubt. Personally. But that was in part because I had money to be able to afford things. Money helps with freedom. It does. Yes, it does. It does. In this, in this, Greece you know, is selling islands. Yeah, in, in, <laughs> I mean that's the fact. And um, so I mean, like I could afford medical care, whether or not there was Obamacare or not, mm-hmm. and what have you. So anyway, yeah, I I wanted to take the advantages that I had and the um, blessings, for lack of a better word, and be able to use that for good. You know, to to help other people become more free in their lives as well. Right. That's one of the reasons why I'm involved in this is because I don't like to see other people get hurt by the right. system. And there are a lot of people, a lot of, you know, say women like me who are single moms and they don't even have time to go to court because they get to choose. They have to yeah. choose between going to court or going to their job. And if they don't go to their job, they don't feed their family. Yep. So I go, fine, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to. Get in front of the train on this one, yay! You know, for for all of us Charge. or whatever. So I've been yes. there. So that has been my position, and I kind of you know looked at people and said, "Well, if you would all just stop paying your taxes, and if you just all stop registering your car," with that tone, of course, yeah, um, then we could all be free. So it's true. If they would, then we could. Correct. They well, if they if they would all vote for the right people, then we could all be free too, right? Yeah. It's I mean, scary though. It's really scary to think, you know, right now I have a threat that, you know, my property is going to be confiscated. I've lived with that threat before. I dumped, you know, my entire trading account when the IRS levied it. And, you know, that was a that was a lot of money. And yeah. that was a ballsy. <laughs> that was a ballsy move. You know, very Ayn Rand, Midas Mulligan. Woo. So but by that I, what dumped it, you mean you invested? I took 100 percent losses until I took it down to nothing yeah. because I didn't want the IRS to get it. And, 
you know, whatever. Now, some people, I'm sure I'm going to get a whole litany of letters going, you're an idiot and you shouldn't have done that. Well, that's what I did. But anyway, the IRS didn't get it. So so you've put you've thrown yourself into the gears of the state, as yep. have I, as have another number of other people. And you've decided that you want to change tactics or advocate something different. What, what? I think if people are going to move to New Hampshire rather than I would advise people um, who rather than come here with the idea of being a straight agorist and um, doing civil disobedience, as I have said in the past two years, that I would say, yeah, come here and use that social security number of yours and get a job and show up for the council meetings and vote for, you know, the sheriff that you want or run yourself. And, you know, Brad Jardis, who mm-hmm. is a former cop, I think he's still running for sheriff up in yeah, Grafton County. Yeah. And, um, you know, get on he's in board. Coloss County. Bradforsheriff.com. Coloss, yes. Yeah. Bradforsheriff.com. So, um, you know, and, and to get involved, you know, Chris Lawless, I, God, I hope he's listening. He's not, but he would love to hear me saying this. Um, he, you know, just uh, that, yeah, So does that mean I you're going to be running for a political office? You know they won't let me run. What you, I just, why? I got skeletons in my closet. Oh, so what? <laughs> I, do you have to fill out any, put your social security number down on anything? No, or, really? no you don't. Oh, isn't that nifty? You can register to vote here in New Hampshire without... Well, let me see. Do they require that? There's. I don't think my social went on anything a, that I uh, when I registered for there is a, office. A place for a social on the register to vote form, but I think you can give another ID in place of it, like a driver's license or something like that. I'd have to start braiding my hair so I would stop tossing it, toss, toss. <laughs> you know, it's it's a frustrating thing to come from that you know that kind of yeah. outside the system perspective and then have to you know begrudgingly accept. I felt like it was a compromise action. of my of my moral values and. Instead, I think look at it this way: it's huge uh, self-defense for one thing. Well, it's 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 really one of the few things that you can do to try to to affect change. And if enough, and again, back to the the numbers conversation: if enough people stop paying taxes, then it's over. If enough people non-cooperate with uh, parking tickets, then that's over. And if enough people get active within the system, then that's over too. Uh, you know, we can change those things, and we've seen examples of how the people inside the system here in New Hampshire have had successes. People have been elected. Uh, Mark Warden who's the Porcupine real, uh, real estate agent. He is uh, running for re-election now. I saw his signs up as I was driving to Manchester today, and I know a number of others are as well. And he's pretty much unequivocally said he's going to win. I hope so. He's a great. Uh, he's doing a great job at this whole being a representative thing. He's really good uh, at it. And uh, so, you know, we've seen real success there. And I think we've seen success in the area of civil disobedience. You know, you look at the 420 celebrations, which were unequivocally, you know, unequivocally a success, no doubt about that, in that we stopped the police from aggressing against peaceful people, at least in that one location. But what I heard, and I wasn't, I wasn't here at the time, I believe, that the legislation was getting, you know, coming up to um, for a vote. But I heard that that people in Keene who were reps and things they when they saw the 420 events they went they they were supposed to supposedly excuse me going to pass some kind of decrim or legalization or something like that and then it got withdrawn and they unanimously shut it down because they thought oh they're just going to run amok and everyone's going to be smoking pot in the yeah, streets that's always the excuse that they use i mean there's okay. there's always somebody inside the system who says well it's because of you disobedient people that we didn't do what you wanted and that's nonsense. Mm-hmm. I I don't believe that for uh, for a moment. But you know, I've had really successful conversations with the um with the police I've spoken to and with 
judges have even actually said, we want to hear what she has to say and, you know, at the jail and what have you. And that's been my circle. Mm -hmm. So I want to broaden my circle and go to city council meetings and talk to 30 people where there's a discussion to be had, not where I'm on one side of a bench and the cops are on the other side and I'm before a judge. The ideas of liberty are persuasive. I'm not sure you'll get the discussion at a city council meeting either. I mean, people are... I'm pretty persuasive and I'm pretty pretty engaging. Right. The more liberty-minded people that we can get involved at every level, the better, whether it's city council, state rep, because the more they hear from this. When I was at the recent uh, hearing with with Mark Warden, uh, one of the state reps, uh, there was a subcommittee hearing about changing the wiretapping laws. And guess who was packing that room? Free State Project participants and mm. local uh, liberty-loving folks from New Hampshire. You know, liberty-loving people are the ones that were there to speak against these crazy wiretapping laws. Mm. And the only people that were there to speak for them was, uh, you know, chief of police or whatever. Right. So it, it makes it makes a difference. Anyway, we'll see you tomorrow, uh, yes, Michelle, good night. at freetalklive.com. Join us there. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here, and I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com.